Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, welcome, my love. I'm so excited to have you here tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And if you're an OG listener, y'all already know the vibes, okay? Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin'? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Daily. So, my loves, it is currently February 1st, the day that I'm recording this. You guys are probably going to hear this next week, but oh my gosh, can we talk about time? Yes, yes. Literally every single episode that I'm talking about how quick time is flying. Yes, me again. Hello. <laughs> like, because I truly can't believe, like, January felt really long, though, so I guess I can't believe that it is February now because January just felt like it was it was dragging on baby it was giving didn't want to go didn't want to leave and here we are now in February I love a good start of the month though because it gives me like the vibes of the start of a new year and I feel like whenever there's a new month I just get so excited about planning out my goals and manifestations for the current month and then looking back at what I did achieve and what I did manifest in the last month. If you guys are in the Manifest Daily community, I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but it's just a free community. Literally, it's like Facebook, but you don't have to download or get on Facebook. And in there, it is other spiritually minded individuals. Right now, I think it's pretty much all women, but I know I know with some, some guys, okay, that listen to the podcast, feel free to join the community. You are more than welcome welcome to be in there but we have just been talking about what we are manifesting and calling in for the month of February and I'm so excited you guys I'm so excited for all of the things I think that it is just a beautiful time right now to be thinking about what you want to call in and what you want to manifest especially since it's still the start of the year I know sometimes as the year goes on we start to feel almost like okay well you know whatever we were thinking about in January well it's too late now or it's you know might as well look to next year because we're already in June or July or August or whatever but at the start of the year it still has that beautiful potential and I think a lot of us are still in the energy of like what do we want to call in and I want to challenge you and not even challenge you but I want to remind you that this energy shouldn't be the energy of like you need to push and you need to go and you need to not rest because sometimes when we talk about goals and when we talk about the new year, it can feel very much like we just want to push and we just want to go and we just want to take off to the, what is the saying? Like take off to the races running or something. Girl, I don't know the saying, okay? Y'all know what I'm trying to say. It's something like that. 
And it is really hard. And I found myself having to remember that it's not necessary to sit in that space, that energetic space in order to call things in, in order to manifest. Yes, we want to co-create. Yes, we want to take actions. Yes, we want to be intentional. However, we don't need to push. We are not, you know, we don't need to not rest. We're not robots. We need to rest. We need to take time to sit back, to actually enjoy what we're cultivating, to actually enjoy life, to actually spend time with family and friends, and to really just sit for a second and and actually be able to rest. So yeah, I had a lovely four-day weekend this weekend, and I was able to sit and rest a little bit more, which I'm so grateful for to be able to have the time for PTO and to be able to take that time to actually just sit down and not do much i wish i could say i didn't work at all this weekend but i you know you you know how it is y'all okay so i ended up doing some work this weekend but not a ton and i ended up watching um gilded age on hbo have you guys seen that show yet it is so good it is literally so 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 good i actually started watching it last weekend and i finished up the episode like the first episode this weekend Because like I really, when I started watching it last, not last weekend, because it came out on Monday, but I started to watch it like earlier in the week and I finished it this weekend. It is so good. If you like, like, um, I always like Elizabethan era type shows. Like y'all know the shows where they got the petticoats and stuff. Like they got the dresses, they got the little hat umbrellas. They're like, you know the vibes, okay? I don't, I don't gotta sit here and try to describe it. I believe the show is set in the 1850s. That show is so, so good. And honestly, I'm so excited because another episode came out last night. I saved it. I haven't watched it yet. So I think I might like save it for this weekend. I'm so annoyed that it comes out on Mondays. Like I wish it came out on Friday so I had it fresh for the weekend. But I feel like Monday, like now I got to either watch it throughout the week, which I'm really not going to be like, in my mode, in my zone of like full relaxation where I have to save it the entire week and watch it on the weekend, which I probably will do. So I'm excited about that. But my loves, I am so happy to have you guys here. Tune in for another episode. Today, it is a guest episode and I feel like we haven't had a guest on for a little bit. I think our last guest episode was Sloan when we were chatting with her about intuitive eating, I believe. And today I'm so excited because we're chatting with Rohini Maradi and she is an Akashic Records reader. So I've done a couple episodes on the Akashic Records. I want to say one or two, one of which I actually opened the records for the community of Manifest Daily. Another episode where I was talking about how literally the idea for Manifest Daily, like what this show has become was actually channeled from the records. It was actually something where I went into the records and pulled out this idea for completely changing the name of the show, completely changing, or not even completely, but kind of shifting the trajectory of the show a bit, changing the intro, and really allowing myself to step into being my authentic self, showing up as my authentic self on the show. All of that, those actions were really taken because I went into the records and because I got the message of this is what needed to be done, that I was hiding myself, that I was cloaking myself because of fear of not being accepted, because of fear that I couldn't do the things I wanted to do with the show. And a lot of those fears, if not all of those fears, were all ego. They weren't real. They had no basis in reality. So the Akashic Records hold a very special place in my heart for that very reason. 
And again, if you're not familiar with the records, in the conversation with Rohini, we get into what the records are so you guys can actually understand what they are. We get into what types of questions you can ask in the records. We get into how to tap into the records for anyone that is interested in learning how to go into the Akashic records themselves and read their own records. We talk about that as well. So I'm very excited for this conversation. I feel like you guys are going to enjoy this one so, so much. And let me do like a little brief intro to Rohini. She's going to introduce herself as well and talk about about her backstory in the episode when we get into our conversation but like I said she is an Akashic Records specialist or teacher. Rohini has expanded her business and created her brand called Magic Inclined and essentially this is now her business where she shares her healing journey on social media but she also turns it into something greater where she offers her community and humans a safe space to connect with others to learn about the Akashic Records and to become an Akashic Records practitioner themselves. There are different meditations in her community and she also offers virtual workshops to teach users how to read the Akashic Records and to tap into other dimensions of wisdom. As an Akashic Records specialist her work focuses on those who are newer in their spiritual journey so a lot of us here are newer to the records themselves and this is exactly what her content is geared towards and she wants to teach us how to become the teachers of the Akasha so if you've ever been interested in starting maybe a spiritual business and you're kind of getting nudges to do that and you're not sure what you want to specialize in like whether you want to do tarot do you want to talk about crystals do you want to talk about channeling you might want to explore the Akashic records and doing readings for those and this is something that if you're interested in learning more about this and learning more about if you could become a practitioner of the records this conversation would be really good for you to listen to and obviously to hear about Rohini's story and how she got started because she wasn't always a reader y'all she wasn't always a reader empowerment is also really important to Rohini as a teacher because she guides her students on how to channel the Akasha themselves and teaches potential Akashic readers how to become a practitioner of the modality through her six-month incubation program for spiritual people who want to start a soul-aligned business. So, so yeah, I'm going to just stop chatting, stop rambling, let the conversation speak for itself, let you guys hear the conversation between me and Rohini, and go from there. I hope you guys enjoy this one, and thank you again, my loves, for being here. And as usual, I'll have all the links below, uh, both Rohini's links, my links, as well as the link to the Manifest Daily community if you are interested in joining. Looking forward to seeing you guys in there. Let's go ahead and dive into this conversation conversation. I'm so excited because today we are chatting with Rohini. She is an Akashic Records teacher. So let's go ahead and dive into this conversation. I am so excited for us to chat today. So I would love if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and what your business and brand is. Thank you so much, Deandra. Um, I'm so honored to be here with you. So Magic Inclined I, it is what the brand is called. And um it honestly didn't start off as a business. So it just sounds funny to even describe it as a brand or like it's this business. Um, it started with me just like sharing stories and throughout my journey of sharing these stories after like a big tragedy in my life, I came to know about the Akashic records somehow. Like <laughs> it's so funny talking about it because I feel like I'm forced in a way to be teaching about the Akashic records, even though I love yeah. it. And it's like, totally what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. It's where I feel the most aligned, but it all, it still 
feels like kind of weird talking about it in that type of format, you know, like, well, I am this Akashic Records teacher and that's my business now. <laughs> yeah. It's like you almost like you stumbled into it, but it was like that destined stumble. Yeah. And now you're here. And now we have this business and this brand and this is what we're doing. I love yeah. that though. But that's how <laughs> I feel like it always happens when people talk about like their business or something they've created or something they've built. It's like, I was doing this thing that I was really interested in. And then I stumbled into this and now <laughs> we've created this. And I feel like that's such a beautiful and organic story. So I, I totally love that for you. And before we go even further, we need to actually like define the Akashic Records. I've talked <laughs> about the Akashic Records before on this podcast, but I know some of the listeners are fairly new and may not be familiar with the Akashic Records. So give us like a breakdown, a little tea, like what is the Akashic Records? In order for us to like really understand what the Akashic Records are, I think we just have to talk about what the Akasha is. And ultimately the Akasha or the Akashic field or whatever you like to call it, is the original energy source that has been creating everything into its current manifestation. So the Akasha is like just the energetic fibers that are living all around us. And the Akashic records are the energetic frequencies that have accumulated throughout time. So everything, um, you know, I, I think the best way to describe it is everything exists in like waveform and frequency and the same way we send like text messages through our phones to one another and that information gets stored on our phone on our phones these frequencies that we emit out into our everyday being our spiritual like lifetime of beings or whatnot gets stored as waves and frequency so when we're like going to the Akashic records. We're not like really going anywhere. We're staying where we are. We're just going more inward and analyzing these vibrational frequencies to see what has happened before. And usually um, within the Akashic field, they say that they, <laughs> I love saying they, but they say that time is um, like a human con construct and it all of time lives um, in layers. So everything that has happened in the past is currently happening or possibly may happen based on past and present is stored within the Akasha. So when we see like future possibility stuff in there, it's not definite. It's just based on the frequencies that have been building up and developing thus far. <laughs> so oh, I hope that was like a quick. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. So that definition definitely different than what the, how I've heard it defined before, but also makes sense. It also lines up with like how I, you know, sort of understand the Akashic records, especially mm -hmm. when you say it's sort of this collection of the knowing of like what's happened before, what may possibly unfold in the future, right? Mm -hmm. But in, in the future itself is, is sort of like that made up idea that we humans have because yeah. really what is time? And I always said this on the podcast, I'm like, oh, no what way. is time, right? Like, yeah what is being late yeah the um, only real thing is the present this is yeah, the only exactly thing oh my that gosh. exists giving total <laughs> Eckhart Tolle vibes uh the power of now hello oh. <laughs> love that love him so um in terms of the records right in these waveforms because I've sort of heard it defined and explained rather as mm -hmm. sort of like the records are like more like a library. So you can go in and sort of to read your records is to pull a book and to sort of understand the energy of like your existence. Would you say it's also similar to that if someone's sort of struggling with this waveform analogy, could we liken it to also the library as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the the reason the library aspect of it exists is to put it into a into like a, a way that's more accessible and understand what it is. But it's not really a literal library. And I and I think um, that's one thing that I have to do a lot of unlearning with my students. So it's like you don't have to take everything quite literally. It's just a way to kind of like explain, like expand your understanding of this really weird thing <laughs> that's much yeah. bigger than us. <laughs> yes. And it helps too, especially if you're like a visual person like myself, I think having the analogy of like a giant library, like while exactly what you said, don't take it so literally, it mm-hmm. does help with sort of like, you know, being able to understand the vastness of knowledge that's in yeah, the records, I, I would say. I love mm-hmm. that. And I love just, again, the waveform explanation and the, the knowing that it is a record of our entire existence. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink that includes a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, that makes you focus as well as adaptogens that help you fight off stress. Magic Mind is perfect for entrepreneurs, writers, content creators, or anyone who could benefit from focused work throughout their day without the wired feeling of caffeine. Y'all know that I'm out here balancing a lot of things at once, so whenever I sit down in my office, it's usually time for my brain to focus and for me to dial in. However, sometimes I struggle with this, and this is exactly where Magic mind comes in i'll drink magic mind in the morning with my morning coffee and my breakfast as i'm getting ready for my day and by the time that i'm at my desk and i sit down to get my work done i'm in this productive frame of mind and i don't feel jittery magic mind helps me to focus on the tasks at hand and work more efficiently because y'all know one thing i don't want to do is be out here wasting time or energy to snag 20 percent off your order of magic mind go to magicmind.co slash manifest that's m-a-g-i-c-m-i-n-d dot c-o slash manifest and enter the code manifest at checkout and with their money back guarantee any first purchase will be refunded no questions asked if it doesn't meet your expectations again to snag 20% off your order of magic mind go to magicmind.co slash manifest and enter the code manifest at checkout magic mind has quickly become a favorite part of my routine and I know that y'all are going to love it too Something like the records, right? We've sort of heard what you said about it. And it seems a little, in some ways, daunting while very creative, very interesting. I want to learn more. We're going to dive in some more. (laughs) How did you even like learn to read and to open the records? Like, how did you stumble upon this knowledge? Oh my gosh, this is a really big story if you're ready for it. Oh, yes. I'm I'm strapped in. I'm tuned. I'm here. Okay. I have my water. I need a snack. (laughs) Yes. But I am here to listen. It's a lot though. Okay. So just as a backstory, I grew up in the only Hindu temple in Tehran and my father was the Pujari, which is like the equivalent of a priest. What he would do for a living is like travel all up and down India and stay at different temples. And we would go with him, um, 
and we'd sit with different spiritual teachers, you know, learn about the specific history and all that aspects of that temple and, you know, really cool. So I have that background, which I think made it a lot easier for me to understand the vastness of like our minds and like the universe and how we're all connected and things like that. But it wasn't until around 2018 where um, there is a trigger warning here with loss and um, grief. I brought a beautiful baby girl into the world and she passed away from SIDS like two months after. And um, this loss, like as it would to anybody, like broke me down into a puddle like of non-existence and I was non-existent for a very long time and I had to learn how to build myself up up from this puddle so what I did um, during that time was like really tap into my past experience as a child and all the knowledge that I attained growing up and traveling through India and you know all the teachings um, about the universe and you know, our evolution of the soul and everything and the human body or whatever it may be. But um, during one of my meditations, I was feeling so sad. And this was probably maybe four months after she passed away where I was just sitting in meditation. Like, I don't know how I'm going to continue being on this planet, like feeling this much pain. So while I was sitting, I asked like whatever energy is out there, if anyone can hear me, please help guide me and to like, help me heal. Like I can't carry this much pain anymore, you know? And it was like a few days after that, that I saw the words Akashic records. And mind you, like at this point, like I'm still playing with the idea of what's real, what's not. When you've had like such a huge awakening like that and something that big being taken from you, you know, um, it's hard to tell reality from like fiction sometimes so I'm like I don't know what to believe I'm like really scared I'm in this raw place right so I see the words Akashic Records and they really shake me up and I'm like oh I know this but I've never seen it before but I know this it was like like you said uh you referenced like how big it is um earlier like that bigness of it like terrified me so I put it away for a very long time and then the words kept popping up and it's kind of like you know, whatever energy or whatever I was calling or talking to that day was like, hello, you asked for this. And literally like, I keep, like, trying to give it to you. And you're like, yeah. ignoring you. What's wrong with you? Which is often how it happens with like the signs <laughs> and like the yeah. synchronicities. It's like, if you don't listen, or if you are not tuned in, or you don't want to hear, it's like, we're going to make you hear. Okay. You're yeah. going to listen. <laughs> it kept happening. Yeah. And I finally did. I'm like, okay, fine. So I took the first step, which is my own my first step with everything I googled it I'm like what the heck are the Akashic records and I don't know if you've ever googled Akashic records before but I at have the time, yeah <laughs> now there's more information online but this is like almost four years ago I don't mm-hmm. know time I think it's around four years ago but there was like barely any information and all the information on the internet was like really really weird and it made me feel like it's this weird culty thing and there was a lot of like fundamentalist language being used and things like that. I'm like, uh, that's, I don't know if this is for me. Okay. So I'm like, I ignored it again, but then it kept popping up. So I started just like reading books that had the words Akashic records or Akasha or whatever on it. And I just started reading as many as I could. I took like all these online workshops where 
it seemed like it was a copy of this one book made into a workshop over and over again. So it was just like, okay, boring still. <laughs> I, need, I need like real information. What is this? And it really wasn't until I um, was in a way forced to sit on my own and go inward that I truly understood it because there was like about a year where I was just regurgitating what I was hearing and what I was learning. And, but it wasn't me truly understanding it. It was just me repeating information that was given to me at this time too. Like um, when I was regurgitating information that was given to me, I was able to still tap in and like explore my own records and um, read for others. So I believed it at this point because I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried it or not, but like reading for oh. someone else is like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Mm-hmm. That did not come <laughs> from me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So at this point, I, in the last like year and a half, maybe I've disconnected from any outer information and have just been sitting and going inward and kind of becoming like an Akasha explorer. And I'll never understand it fully because it's, it's a lot greater than, than we are in our comprehension. And I like to call my puny little brain, but um, I feel okay with that at this point. I don't need all the information. I, I, I have, I'm in a good place with the understanding I have so far, <laughs> if that makes any sense, but that's the long yeah. story of how it all happened and where I've landed at this point <laughs> with it. It's so interesting. I find that in a lot of people's stories that they tell when they come on the show or just people that I talk to in person, like how there's oftentimes this same theme of like tragedy being the thing that's led to sort of that, that great moment in your life where there's like a turning point, right? Where it's like, you can either choose to be in a place where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this pain or you ask for help, right? You sort of go to that higher place, that higher power. And you're like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to cope, but I need that help. And that's when it's like, you get the signs and things come in and it's, it's such a formative moment, I think in our journey, because you'll always sort of remember that, right? And it's like a moment where it is quite bittersweet because it is laced in tragedy, but then you've discovered this, like you've discovered the Akashic records and like what you do and you've been able to sort of bring your own flavor to it and all these things, which I love. And another thing that you said that really struck me is talking about how when you first learned, it was like you were regurgitating the information. And I think in our spiritual journeys, a lot of us also encounter that where we're learning and we're sort of like, babies are like, okay, you know, I know this thing. I understand it. I believe it, Mm -hmm. but we don't yet have our own true understanding until we really, really, really embrace the information that becomes part of us. And then we can Mm -hmm. actually tell our stories, tell our way of understanding the information that may not be the same as what, or how we learned it, but it's our truth and our truth can have the power to resonate with so many other people who didn't know that sort of truth or didn't know that way of understanding the truth until they met us and we told our stories and we told our way of understanding it. So I love that. It's a beautiful, beautiful, full circle moment. So when you talk about the records and going into the records and sort of the exploration that you've done, what are some things that someone can learn from a reading, whether that be 
going inward for themselves or whether that be going to a teacher like yourself who does readings for others? Like, you mean like what can people learn while they're reading about their own records? Um, Yeah, like what do you go in there? So you know how, you know, you might ask certain questions of your journey and you might sit in meditation, right? Is it sort of Mm -hmm. similar where you might say, okay, I really feel lost in terms of my purpose. So I really feel lost in terms of this decision that I'm on the brink of making. Does one go into the records for help with that? Or is that something where it's like, you know, you don't go into the records for that, but you might sit in meditation for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great differentiation. So initially I was taught, you're supposed to ask questions. You're supposed to ask questions like what, how, why? Never yes or no questions and things like that. But through my own exploration, I learned that if we're like in desperate need, if we're in like a place where, you know, like, for example, when I was just like, I can't carry this pain, like, what can I do? I wasn't going into the Akasha then, but when there's that burning behind the question, the results are much grander. But when we just go in with like, um, how can I meet the love of my life or things like that? The answer is not always going to be as direct. We can go in for anything, but here's what I've really learned is that those questions are just kind of like training wheels to teach us how to communicate with that field, right? They're just, they're just a way for us to like flex our muscles so that we can learn how to ride the unicycle at some point, you know? So my recommendation is once we do go in, in the beginning, we can, you can ask anything you want. There's no like gatekeeper. There's no thing stopping you. If you have like a question you need answered, you can go into the Akashic field and ask it. But I do strongly urge you to sometimes sit and see what comes to you too. Because a lot of times when we're in this field, we're really interacting with our soul and our soul's journey. And sometimes like our ego is wonderful as it is. And it's the only reason we're here, you know, um, is, is still in our thinking mind where it's not seeing like the bigger picture. So when we like sit and just open up and don't have expectations, you know, a lot bigger things come to us. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally is just sort of like almost similar to like just manifestation, like that journey yeah. in itself, where it's like, if you push and push and push, like, yeah, it just creates a lot of resistance. Things don't come to you as much or they come and they're not exactly what you want. And, you know, but if you lean into that flow and if you're kind of like, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what's out there for me. It really does create a lot more opportunity for things to flow in that should. That brings me to like another question then is like, okay, say someone's like, okay, I would love to learn how to tap into my own Akashic records and start that journey, learn more about myself, ask these questions. Mm -hmm. What are some of the steps someone can take to begin that journey? And then a follow-up question to that would be, how can they actually know that they're in the records? Because you mentioned ego and you mentioned the ego sort of at play and, and how we need to like lean into that flow, lean into sort of not pushing as much, but like, mm-hmm. how do you actually know that you're in the records and it's not just your ego? Totally. Great questions. So there are a few different ways of um, tapping into the Akasha and, you know, initially all of these are, um, are ways to build our muscles. Like I mentioned, one way that's really popular these days is to recite like a 
prayer or tap in. Um, I know that one because I read this book and that's the way that I did it. It's, I think it was called like how to read the Akashic Records. Literally, I think that's what it's yeah. called. <laughs> By Dr. Linda Howe. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's like an orange cover or like a yep. brown. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do you have it? <laughs> Literally? Yes. Oh my gosh. Every book okay. I'm telling you, it's all right here. <laughs> you know, I, now I'm like, oh my gosh, I go into the records. <laughs> I think I brought the book with me here. So I might actually, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Um, I actually have like a, I'm like selling myself now, but I have a free like little ebook that you can download on my website. And it has like all the basic directions you need. But here's the thing that I wanted to say about that is like, there are a lot of different ways. Like we can connect with meditation, saying the a tap in or a prayer or whatnot, or we can just really tap in through intention. Intention and meditation um, are tools we use later on in our journey. But in the beginning of our journey, when we are using our throat chakra, which is directly connected to the ether of Akasha, um, we are stating, we're speaking out loud what we want. And that really goes along with the manifestation and saying something out loud, right? Which is why it works in the beginning. And in the beginning, when you're doing it, I really, really, really encourage you to just sit and as much as you can, don't expect anything. Like anytime you see an expectation coming up or the way you imagine it being or whatever, tell yourself, oh, thinking mind, and then just watch that thought go by and do this practice until it gets easier and easier to notice what the thinking mind is. And after you do this for a while and you just watch your thoughts go by, then you become the observer of your thoughts. And this is when you can intentionally actually go into the Akasha field and you'll know you'll feel an energetic shift like something for me it's different for everyone but for me like I feel something in my chest that makes me feel like I'm in that field the way this works is that we are changing the vibrational frequency of our body by becoming the observer and we're kind of like detaching our consciousness from our body in a way and it makes it easier to navigate the Akashic field. After you sit for a while and you learn what that shift feels like, then you can start just like opening up and being like, what do I need to know? But in the beginning, you know, when you're like, I need to know this, this, and this. And, and then you sit there and you're like, it's not happening. What am I doing wrong? You're like, it just, it's just a process. You just have to like start learning how to observe your thoughts. Yeah. And I don't know if I answered your second um, question or not, because I totally forgot it. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You were talking about like that energetic shift, right? Of like mm. knowing that's how you are actually in the records. And I think sometimes like with some of this stuff, it is mm. hard for people because yep. sometimes these shifts are so subtle that mm -hmm. you truly have to like tap into the present moment, tap into yourself, yep. like tap into every single emotion that you're feeling. I think there's something um, with anxiety where like when you're feeling anxious, it's like you notice like uh, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're tasting, like the five senses, right? It's kind of the same thing where you have to be so present with like your body and what is happening so that you can notice those shifts. Because if you are like, you know, thinking about, what you want to have for dinner while you're trying to go into the <laughs> records. I mean, are you going to really notice what's going on? Or are you going to be no. thinking about the soup you're making? Cause I am making soup later. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know my favorite. I, I know I'm making some vegetable soup. I am so excited. Truly, truly, truly <laughs> so excited. <sighs> Love a good pot of soup. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I totally, I, I truly think that is a beautiful way to describe it. 
because I do remember my first time going into the records I like kind of was laying there and I was like you know noticing exactly what you said like my thinking mind of like okay well nothing's happening like what's supposed to be happening is something (laughs) happening like why isn't anything happening and it was sort of like I had to notice those thoughts we've all done it I'm expecting something to happen it's like I'm expecting you know fireworks and and loud voices and like all of these big things to happen when really it's just such a subtle shift that you have to be very present to notice it so I love that and I do have like an actual actual like teaching I use so when you do feel that shift and then you receive information and everyone receives information different like some people Mm -hmm. see things some people feel things you know however way you're receiving this information when the information sticks around and kind of loops and like keeps playing that's your thinking mind. But when it's fleeting, when it's like, you can't hold on to it and you're like, yeah. it's like flash and you're like, okay, so I have to write this down. And then you go to write it down and it's totally gone. Like that is, you're in the Akasha when that's happening, when it's totally Ooh. fleeting. So if you can't grab it, then it's not coming from you. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I love that. <laughs> so then it's like, how do you, I guess you mentioned writing something down. So then when you go into the records, are you like, with a notepad by your side and like open, opening your eyes. Cause I had my eyes closed when I went into the records. Yeah, Are you opening your eyes and like writing things down and being like, oh wait, ooh, let me, let me try to grab this one. Like as it's going by like that. So it's changed for me. I used to try to do that. I, I tried everything because I couldn't really, I didn't for two months, like I, I had a lot of trouble. I didn't know how to actually access the Akasha and it was really difficult. And, um, so I tried all those things. For me, what, what worked is closing my eye, getting to like a really deep theta state, like really, really deep. And once I'm in there, I completely just like release, like I surrender and I let go. And um, the way it unravels for me is I see it like a movie in my mind and then I speak it out loud. I record myself and, I, and it's like all taken care of. So as it's happening, I'll just describe every single thing that I see. And then later on, like, I'll listen to it and I'll take note and like add it to my journal. And this isn't something I do every single day, but just like when the bigger, bigger, you know, messages or revelations um, come to me, (laughs) most of the time I'm sitting silent and just observing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one that you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. I know a lot of y'all are empaths, and even if you don't identify as an empath, a lot of us will drop anything and everything to go help someone that we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well and care for them, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? I love to show myself care and love in the same way that I show others. This can be as simple as hyping myself up in the mirror daily, giving myself compliments, or actually actually just using my PTO days to allow myself to rest whenever I feel tired. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does and that therapy is a great way to make sure that you show up for yourself. Therapy is a beautiful way to sort through your personal traumas, heal on your journey, and learn more about yourself. Mental health is just as important as physical and spiritual health, and it can help you truly nurture your relationship with yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera 
if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Manifest Daily listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash manifest daily. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash manifest daily. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm so curious, like what messages have you received in the records that have led to maybe some pivotal changes in your life or some decisions you've made? I mean, so many, you know, Mm -hmm. prior to like, um, prior to this and currently still, like I was completely in a different um, work field. Like I owned a bartender, I own a bartending school currently, but I'm like, Oh, I love it. I know I've separated. It's like such a weird, (laughs) I live a double life in a way. (laughs) The best way to describe it is I got like a breadcrumb at a time with the Akasha where in the beginning, the messages I was receiving that were life-changing. And this is when I was in a lot of pain was like, sit down and drink water slowly. And that was like all I would get. And I'm like, well, that's kind of annoying. Like, why can't I get a bigger thing? Like, I feel like I need more. Like you wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. You (laughs) expected more. Like, give me, give me like the, I was pissed. Go to this place and this thing will happen. Your life will change. And it's me the whole path. Okay. Drink your water. Okay. Stay (laughs) hydrated. So I did. And then after that, like I was guided to like move my body in certain ways and it started helping heal me because I had like an emergency cesarean where like my body was like messed up, you know, really bad. So that started helping me too. I'm like, oh, weird. I feel like my mood changing. So it's, it's slow evolution of like raising one's vibration in a way. And the biggest thing that changed my life was that one day I was in the shower and I used to just um, open my records in the shower at this time. And I turned on the water and I uh, recited the tap in that I downloaded. And then all of a sudden, like I felt like heavy in the chest, my hand went to the faucet and I take like boiling hot showers. I don't know if anybody else is into those. Also same. You also same. <laughs> I do not like don't put cold near me. Okay. I don't jump into lakes and stuff for this reason. Yeah, <laughs> I am no, I'm all good. Like even splashing my face with cold water in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, this no. is giving I cannot do this. Like I just no. I simply cannot. <laughs> I tried it before, you know, but no. <laughs> nope. Nope. But so my hand goes all the way to the cold water and I, now I am standing in like the coldest shower of my life. Oh my gosh. And at first I'm like, what is happening? You know, I'm like shaken. And after like a few seconds, my body starts feeling so great. So from that point on, I started taking like really cold showers. <gasps> and I know this is, I know this I is I know weird, this is okay? a thing. Wait, so do you take the entire shower cold or is it like you're, you do no. your thing, you wash up and it's I like I do my last... thing and then cold. Yeah. <laughs> cold for how long? Like, are we talking five seconds? Probably like talking... two minutes. Two minutes? But, yeah. Oh my. Did you work like your way up to can... that? What? Do you work your way up to two minutes? Yeah, I think so. I can't even really think. I think I just like stand there for as long as I can. And I'm like, 
all right, this might be wasting water now. And then I'll like get out. I'm assuming it's like around two or three minutes. Like oh I don't, <laughs> but I'm so fascinated. I... It is fascinating. But you know what I learned is like being in cold water helps regulate your nervous system. It helps you mm. release trauma, which I was like feeling so much of, like I was carrying it in my body. And just by like mm. these simple shifts that I wouldn't have looked up myself like I feel like it rejuvenated me. It's like given back my life. And it's all because I followed these tiny little steps that were given to me in the Akasha. And these little tiny breadcrumbs eventually led me to like start reading for others and then stop reading for others and then start teaching others and then writing an ebook. And like, you know, now currently like working on like an actual book. And if this is only based on the breadcrumbs that I'm following within the Akasha. And wow. it's like, most of it is with resistance. I need to like, let go of that resistance sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love that because you know what it is? It just reminds me of how like, you know, when we talk about like the same thing, like intuitive nudges and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, you might get like a little nudge to, to do something small. to like go somewhere or to try yeah. something new, like try any drink at Starbucks. I don't know. Something random. Right. But it's like, kind of similar to you is like building up that practice of listening for one. And then two, it's like, you don't know what those little nudges, those little breadcrumbs will eventually lead to like how yeah. they lace together and what comes in at the end and oh my gosh like that that's like (laughs) I seriously I love it because it's just a reminder to me and hopefully everyone listening of like even if you don't you know want to go into the Kashuk records and even if you don't want to get a reading done it's like listen to those nudges listen to those little things that even if they seem small like drink more water or you know water your plants perhaps I need to water (laughs) my plants um just the little things it's like do those things because you do not know how they are so interconnected to the bigger like plan and destiny and path that you're on. One thing I wanted to add to that is like, for me, like I expected to go in and get this like huge playbook about my life and every Mm -hmm. little part of it and like how to navigate and how to heal and how to all do all these things. But if I was given that full picture in like the beginning moments, I wouldn't be here now. And I would probably ignore like what that was, or it would seem too big to me. So like, sometimes it's nice not knowing every single aspect and all the answers and kind of just like letting life be and going with these little small changes that eventually build up to this like huge change within one's life. Exactly. Sometimes if you're given all of the answers at once, it's like, would you even know (laughs) what to do with all of that? Like, would you even, or like you said, would you even believe it to be possible? Like if you had gotten the message of like, you're going to be writing this book and all of these things are going to happen. You would have probably been like, listen, I like, I don't know if you wrote before, but maybe it would have come as a surprise to you where you're like, I have not written a thing before. Like, I don't see this. Like, no, no, thank you. Bye. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like, you've been led here, you know, in a certain way with certain progression for a reason. And now here we are. And it's like, you look back and you see all the ways it's connected. Yep. It's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. But you mentioned health, right? Earlier, especially with the cold showers, which now I'm totally intrigued. And I don't know, maybe you'll catch me, you know, turning the temperature down to (laughs) lukewarm (laughs) in the future. Gotta start small. Okay. I'm not going to frigid. I'm going to lukewarm first. (laughs) But I would love to know how the records could help improve someone's health. So just any other examples that you have of maybe yourself, your life, 
shape of different like nudges that you've gotten to do something that's improved your health or even um, maybe other people that, I don't know if you, I don't know, maybe you can't speak about other people's, so maybe just speak about yourself, but just some of those ways that the records and those nudges can help with health. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times we're, we're really zooming in to like the deepest core of us and our energetic field, whatever you want to call it, our soul, whatever, knows how to keep us healthy. So another way that healthful nudges came to me was in the movement of my body or just like going outside, taking more walks and things like that. Specific massage techniques came to me while sitting in my um, records too on how to like kind of release like the lymphatic system or like drain the lymphatic system and things like that it can go deep so if you sit there with the intention of needing more information on how you can create more health in your life like it will come to you we just have to be open to it sometimes it's in the form of just like getting like a while you're sitting in the kasha like getting a craving for a certain food or something you know like it's so weird and it's usually like really subtle like that but I I've known it to help a lot of people health-wise, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Even with the craving of the food, because it's like mm-hmm. sometimes, especially that um, reminds me, I had a guest on a couple episodes back talking about intuitive eating. And that sort of like literally reminds me of that, right? Literally the the definition of intuitive eating. Like you're going into the record, you're getting what you need to nourish your body in certain yeah. ways. And this is not obviously to negate any, you know, anything your doctor might tell you or anything that you're doing specifically that you've read in a health book or anything like that. But mm-hmm. as an addition, like a supplement totally. to what you know, but intuitive, like those intuitive nudges, they do not play. Okay. No. They do not come to play. <laughs> and they're usually like really safe and really subtle stuff. Like, yeah. you know, just like add salt to your water or like, you know, it's never yeah. like, now you have to like go on a juice cleanse for five oh weeks. My gosh. Like, it's never like that. It's like really easy. Like, yeah, your toes out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel so called out of the, the wall. Juice <laughs> Just like stretch, which I need to do more of. So maybe, are you speaking to me right now? Because I feel so called out with the juice cleanse. I try, I like thought I was going to do a juice cleanse for like, I think it was like a three-day cleanse. And I was going to eat too, but I was going to also do these like juices. Mm-hmm. I literally opened the first juice in the morning, took a sip. And I said, well, that's it. I said, this is not for me. <laughs> I said, well, you I, listen to your I intuition. I absolutely did because one thing about the celery juice is it tasted like dirt. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to get a bagel from Einstein bagels. So I had a good morning, but yeah, that was upsetting. You know what's funny is like a lot of times we think that our intuition is going to tell us to eat like only apples or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like bagels are an intuitive hit too. I like love that's a bagel. what your body needs. Like whatever your body is like needing. Yeah. Like, give it to it. It's like okay. give me like the soup. Like I kid you not. Like last night I went to bed because I was like, I need to go to the grocery. And I was just like, I feel like I could use like something really comforting, something hearty. I want to make some soup. Like I want to put some vegetables in yeah. there, some kale, some like squash, which it's so weird because growing up I used to hate squash. And now I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about the butternut squash I'm going to put in my soup. Like it's it's very odd, but like you said, intuitively, I'm like, I'm craving squash. Like I want Mm -hmm. squash. I don't know why, but I will eat it. And I'm sure it has some good vitamins in there for me. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And it's in season. (laughs) Is it? Wait, I thought it was like a fall. I don't know. Is it a winter thing? Oh, you're right. It's fall. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't even know. Is it like 
I don't even go by the seasons because they do say that you can just buy the frozen mm-hmm. and then it's like it was picked and washed and cut right. or whatever in season. And if it's like, you, you know, you, you can't get the salted ones. You got to get the like, you know, just the vegetables in the bag in the freezer section. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Look at me pretending I know what's going on at the, at the grocery store. <laughs> Well, your oh body's calling for it. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. We'll be good dinner. Oh my gosh, this has been such an expansive conversation, Rohini. I've loved having you on the show. Oh, um, before we end, I have a just like one or two more questions for you. I would love for you to tell the listeners where we can find you and work with you. And then also give us like a little snippet of what's coming down the pipeline. You mentioned the book. So tell us more about this book. If you have release dates, you know, we won't tell. I mean, I'm well clearly we're all gonna know but you know tell us about the book what's happening with it where we can find it all the things and of course everything will be linked in the show notes including I would love if I can get the link to the ebook that you mentioned um with the the prayer to tap in so for those listening who want to actually go into the records and use that prayer to tap in we can find that in the ebook yay wonderful well everything is under magicincline.com so all of my offerings are just in one place. Right now, I we just launched the Akashic Practitioner course, which is like a super deep dive, like for those of you who really want to get nerdy and are also looking to add it to like uh, a business or start a new business or something like that. It's a really good package for that. But coming down the pipeline, I'm really excited, really, 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 really excited. Um, we're going to be launching like more of an intro course where you don't have to become a practitioner, but it's for those who really want to deep dive and get nerdy. It's called Passport to the Akasha, and it's practical ways that you can actually use meditation and the way you meditate to fully access the Akashic field. So it's like, it's an adventure. It's a passport where you go on this adventure within. <laughs> the book is um, based on that as well. It, it's it's a deep dive um, and I'm really excited. Yeah. It's been like, I don't know, probably like three and a half years or something like that, where wow. I started jotting down notes. And now I have a book filled with notes that I'm organizing. So it's really exciting to know like, wow, I did all that work. Like when I look at it, I'm like, I can't believe that I even did that. Cause at the time it didn't feel like I was doing anything, but it's just recording it throughout time. And it's, I'm so excited to share it. So thanks for letting me talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. I'm super excited. And I think that's beautiful too. Like as you're saying like passport to the Akasha and you talk about the time span of you jotting down these notes, it's like, we're getting a passport through the time and your journey and your learnings and just sort of going along that path with you and sort of making it our own as well. So I'm excited for the book. Yeah. It'll be on your site as well. Once it's released. Absolutely. Yeah. It's still in like the middle phases. So once I know, I will send you all this stuff. Please do, please do. And in the meantime, we'll just have all of your other links and your website links down below. So if anyone wants to check you out, work with you, uh, check out those courses, we'll have those down below. But thank you again for jumping on today, chatting with me, sharing more about the Kajik Records. Like I said, this was super, super expansive and a beautiful conversation. So I appreciate you being here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. The honor was all mine. It was really wonderful talking with you today. Yeah, thank you.
Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.